Poppy. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff, and I tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas gardens, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. I tell you what, try the smoke of sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the Mad Cow, which is a nice peppery slap in the face. <laughs> One taste, and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Rambling with Rock. Yay! Yeah! Boom, boom. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, I would like for you to lean over and give that person a crisp high five. Can you can you reach over and give me a little hand right now? Can you? All right, yeah, we'll do it that way. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but if you're still being socially cautious and everything, and there's still Omicron, Omarion, COVID, whatever <laughs> going on out there right now. So pick up your social media app of choice and send that person that recommended you to me a DM saying thank you for recommending you to me. But if you're <laughs> media, you can find the Random Ramblers with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3 R Show. Instagram at the three R show and uh, shit. If you put an eyeballs on the both of us, I'm pretty sure you're glued to the left side, my right side of the screen right now because of the lovely guests I have with me today. But uh, you can find that on YouTube just by searching three R show. And for anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can go to randomrob.com. Randomrob.com to where you can find many things to help support the show, merchandise and all that stuff. And I freaking sponsor. And those for you who are watching me right now, I got to switch hats real quick. Put my sponsor hat on. Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Go to HooksRub.com and you can get you all manners of seasonings and rubs for your culinary delicacies and whatnot. You can put it on your meats, your vegetables. Shit, you can put that shit on the rim of your glass and drink that shit. God damn it, is that damn delicious. So go to HooksRub.com and you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM. Now let me, put, I got to put my hat, my hat back on my dummy right now. <laughs> Put that back over here. It's going to fall down. It's probably going to fall down. All right. It stayed up. All right. Good. Joining me right now, my guest is uh, one person that I got to meet here in the flesh, in person. Um, we got to do a commentary gig together or whatever. We we uh, called a professional wrestling broadcast and we was all color coordinated and everything. She had on all red. I had on red and black and I other uh third he had on all black so we was all yeah. action and everything for black on all sides a professional wrestling program that we was able to attend had the likes of brian keith mysterious q freaking trey somebody or other that i forgot already um you had lord so many adrian. yeah i know lord adrian was there the walmart wrestler all the trishadora yes Trisha <laughs> Dora, uh Kai. Mm-hmm. All the motherfuckers was in there representing. Shane Taylor was in the crowd in attendance. You had Jabba Tears represented there as well. I mean, it was just a, a great evening. And joining me now just to continue that camaraderie, that 
that extended conversation is Miss Keeks with me right now. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh springtime is here. It's uh allergy season. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> my, my, my mustache was very porn like or whatever. So I had to trim it down a little bit because the spring is here. I don't want to collect too much pollen. <laughs> right. Cause you know Texas feel with it. Oh yes, yes it is. But um w- one thing that I didn't mention, whatever, you're one half of the duo at the Dastardly Duo podcast. Yes. Which I did not know until a couple minutes ago because I didn't do no research. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's okay because it's, it's been a minute since we uh, recorded or did some episodes, but we'll be back next month. So, yeah. <laughs> How did that even get started or whatever? I know y'all started like in probably Thanksgiving time, 2020 or whatever. So, yeah. Um. Well, my other uh, co-star, Miko, me and Miko have been friends for a long time and we always been wrestling friends. So. He always, uh, well, he didn't want to do the podcast at first. I kind of forced him to. Oh, yeah, strong <laughs> armor, huh? Mm-hmm. He going to kill me for saying that. I forced him to do it, and we've been here ever since. But, of course, life happens, and yeah. both of our schedules was a little bit too busy to continue to consistently do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, me um, getting the podcast page to what it is now, I was like, okay, Miko, we need to start back recording. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, e- even that or whatever, um, I know you can you can't do it really consistent consistently with the both of you or whatever. But have you ever thought about just kind of doing it solo until you can get your co-host back in the groove or anything like that? Well, um, I have something coming up soon. Um, exclusive. So, exclusive. Uh, oh. I have something coming out soon. So oh, I got to hit the horns on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean what what you got do tell come on don't don't be coy come on <laughs> well it's been brought to because you know i'm a big aw stand mm-hmm. um and it's not that many uh black content creators that cover fully we have grab Sody, but that's probably like the only one yeah so i was gonna do mine too um, because you know, we recently everybody seen that uh, the black viewers on AEW is the lowest in a product, uh, compared to WWE and Impact and uh, you know, Ring of Honor and all of that. So, I'm coming so we could try to, you know, hey, I know last year no. it was it was popular to be against it, but now they're doing what you know, everybody wanted them to do so it's time to support the black wrestlers that's in AEW. word word i got that uh powerhouse hobbs ricky starks or whatever keith lee now there swerve um just right so many uh, fucking dante martin who is going to be down here in houston pretty soon i think in may which i yeah excited about that so i mean it's just a, a lovely array of black faces that's uh sprinkled throughout AEW, and they do need that support exactly um, not only have you been doing podcasting and everything, you've been pursuing a commentary career, which I've been privy to since we did the show together or whatever. But like what that brought up, brought that about for you? What made you want to get into the commentary scene? Well, I was approached um, by a promoter also in um, in Houston, the OTOB. Um, he's connected with Russell Rave oh, yeah, uh, yeah. with Nick. Uh, so they approached me and, um, you know, he, he always was like, you'll be perfect to do that because you're very, you know, you have the voice for it. It's like the more that you do it, the more, yeah. of course, you will fit it, but you fit perfectly with it. So 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and, and try it and see if I like it. And I do like it. And I'm going to do better, work on it some more, adjust, of course, yeah. with uh, with time. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was cool because, like, um, that was only the second time that I did it whenever we done it together and whatnot. So it was just like the first time it was, hey, man, we shorthanded. Can, can, you want to jump on there? I was like well you're fucking right <laughs> you right <know? laughs> so it was just kind of like the dynamic that we had with um kenny or whatever because he he was bringing it he was leading it he's more seasoned than the both of us or whatnot. right he was he was great yeah he was and i was able to feed off of that and that was the same thing with um the first guy I did who you know we had kenny king with us and then we had freaking Jacob King, who was the first guy that I did commentary with. So we had right. the, the King men all damn doing their damn thing on commentary. <laughs> right. Cause my the first one I did was with Nick, um, the promoter of Russell Ray, because you know, he does his own, you know, commentary for his own promotion at times. Mm -hmm. So I was with him and he gave me a lot of pointers and he helped me out too. Uh, because of course my first time I was a little nervous, so I wasn't as you know, I wasn't speaking as I should. Yeah. But the more that the matches became like as soon as I want to say by the third match, that's when I yeah. started to get a little bit more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially and, when you got somebody to, to play off of as mm -hmm. well. But not, Cause like I, I take it from the approach of me sitting on my couch, just saying my thoughts out loud as I watch the product and everything. Right. Like, oh shit. He did a crazy move. So, I mean, I make sure I got to try to convey that on commentary. Right, exactly. That's and that's what I end up doing for uh, Black on Four Sides. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah! And that was a interesting night as well. It was cold yeah. shit in there. We had the, a little bit of a liquid vibr uh libations to keep us warm and whatnot. <laughs> Shout out to Crown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it it was a it was a good old time and whatnot, but. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, as far as the commentary thing goes or whatever, I mean, dream scenario. Like, I can only speak for myself. For me, it was just like, if I can find a, a independent promotion around me that's consistently doing shows that I could be a part of to, you know, lend my voice to if, you know, they I deem myself, if I'm deemed worthy enough to do so, you know, right. that would be the dream. But I mean, what are your aspirations as far as this commentary stuff and your podcasting? Um, I... I've uh, spoke to it with a friend. I was like, I, okay, I want to go to like a, a wrestling training school just to learn mm -hmm. because I, I want to do color commentary, but I want to challenge myself and learn how to do play by play. Yeah. So I want to go to a wrestling school to learn different moves to, you know, just to study certain techniques, certain moves, maneuvers, all of that stuff. So I can, cause it's not a lot of women that does play by play. Mm -hmm. And I think we are just as capable of as the men of doing play by play commentary instead of just college commentary. Yeah. So that's that's the plan for me. Word. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. Any schools in mind or anybody that you eyeing? I'm still researching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the research report. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah, I mean, you're not like Lord Adrian or whatever that we've seen at the show or whatever. He's self, well, not so much self-taught. He started off with a school or whatever. Then he just started doing his own thing and whatnot. But Hey, I might do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see you backyard wrestling. That's what I want to see. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, as far as professional wrestling goes or whatever, um, when when did your fandom begin? When, when, when What was the genesis of that? 
since I was a kid um, because my mom was a huge wrestling fan. So she was watching and then I was watching because she was watching. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where that began because my mom's a big Von Eric stan. Oh, I'm so uh, jealous of you, you know, because like my mom was a fan of her goddamn soap operas and shit. And I'm glad I didn't gravitate <laughs> toward that shit or whatever. But you had a mom that actually watched professional wrestling. <laughs> mm -hmm. She watched. Uh, she'll watch a little bit now because mm. um, I know she's still debating if she want to go to WrestleMania with me or not. Uh -huh. But, um, you know, we we that's that's been our thing and now it's become me and my daughter's thing sometimes we watch wrestling together so we've been a wrestling household <laughs> word word mm -hmm. i don't try to push it so much on my kid i mean they know that i have my time that i'd be like i'm finna watch wrestling i mean you're welcome to join but if not get the fuck out <laughs> right right but see my kids they don't watch it what they just like they like certain people entrances like mm -hmm. when i posted on twitter the adam cole like they like adam cole mm -hmm. they just it's just the way that he comes in it stands out and then once the fighting start that's when they start back playing like oh okay uh, okay <laughs> fumble around we just want to see him do the adam cole baby and then we go back to playing yeah. <laughs> my, my kid uh my youngest she uh enjoyed bailey you know happy colorful bailey and then when she cut her hair or whatever because she knew she only knew bailey happy colorful bailey with the ponytail yeah and she stopped you know really watching it a lot with me or whatever and then she came back to it and then she seen bailey with the short hair she's like what, what, what happened <laughs> all the kids i feel like all the kids was devastated <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. All the kids was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> my daughter is a hugger or whatever, and she sp mm -hmm. that spoke to her or whatever. She had the I'm a hugger t-shirt and everything and all that And stuff. the whole floaty thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, how is that now? Because, I mean, you're, you're a generational uh, professional wrestler watcher. Your, your mom watched it, you watch it, and now your kid is kind of watching it. Do you just kind of, like, draw any parallels to that with you and your mom and you and your daughter? Yeah, I do. It's, it's really cool because um, my oldest is starting to like sit there and watch it sometimes. Mm. But it's really my youngest that will just watch it and then she'll go play. But my oldest is starting to be she's starting to get more into it like I used to be when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of see her being more of a big wrestling fan. And my youngest probably just like the outfits that they got on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's even talk about that or whatever because it's just like when it comes to professional wrestling gear men and women and whatnot mm -hmm. i mean i believe the males have you know a wider variety of gear but when it comes to the females and everything it's just like it's a set pattern as far as their gear go but there's different color schemes and variations slight variations of it or whatever it's just like right is there anybody that you can think of right now female wise that has you know, gear that just pops to your mind right now when I say who has great gear as far as it's it's always to me, it always been uh for the longest, honestly, it's always been China, but now it's starting to be Bianca Belair. True, yeah, and especially because we have that know how know all that she damn makes her own gear. So that is yes. So that is interesting to see and whatnot. Um, I think Sasha Banks gear her gear game has stepped up oh so, yeah her husband been doing it like yeah. i don't know i don't know he just got in the booth and just started going crazy on her well, i mean <laughs> shit i mean it's sasha Banks was my old lady i mean i had to show out you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's time to 
Yeah, especially, I mean, I mean, you're my wife. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I might be in the doghouse. I put you some funky ass gear or whatever out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her, I, because I, at first it was like, okay, it's just a simple basic, like all of them got the same thing. But I want to say around 2020, that's when she started to kind of mm-hmm. go crazy with it. I'm like, okay. With mm-hmm. the, when she had the Louis Vuitton one and then she had, oh, yeah. The Spider Man one, and then like yeah, she started, and then it was the uh like the le- the one that she had for WrestleMania last year, that leather with the lime green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the um for the Rumble, the Sailor Moon joint or whatever that shit. Was yeah, good. that was that was pretty too, mm-hmm. and I also like uh um Zelina, Melina, Zelina Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, she always gets she has good gear too. And also, um, I'm not, well, no, it was just a jacket. I was about to say Britt Baker, but she just has the different jackets. It's always not, it's not the different gear. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's the same stuff, but it's just um, like she got the freaking um, different color schemes or whatever, depending on yeah. like, when she was in Pittsburgh. I think she had somewhat of a black and yellow type deal. Right. And everything, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, some somebody's gear that pokes out to my mind, and it's just like, cause I, I'm a, I'm a guy. Uh, <laughs> Lord, the iconics are the inspiration now. They got some pretty good gear. Oh yeah, they do. They mm-hmm. do. Uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. Whenever she wears gear, I mean, it's just that's fucking lingerie. Let's just be real. Yeah. <laughs> You know, pretty so. much. But I would say uh Becky Lynch too. Becky and Charlotte. Yeah. And then of course, um uh Sheeta. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. Sheeta does too. But of course she, you know, juicy wrestlers always, you know, they always gotta have the top notch gear. True. Um and yeah, that's the only ones that I can I could think of. Like I, I just feel like when it comes to your gear, it's mm-hmm. like you need to think of it as your brand, you know, make it stand out. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know, invest in it. Yeah. And I feel like some of them just don't want to invest, they just want to have a gear, but like invest in your gear. Mm-hmm. So if you can pick your own gear or whatever, I mean, what would you kind of pattern yours after or would it be something totally original? It will, of course, it will pattern out because nobody's gear is completely, you know, original. It's just different. But I love the, I always like the pants and sometimes the the shorts rather Mm. than those uh, one pieces, you know, that some of the divas used to wear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a fan of, of those. Not the little bikini style. Thing. Yeah. I never really too much care for those. I was just like, eh. Yeah, I, I feel uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, even though I'm a, a eye googling, you know, pervert of a male or whatever. Wow. Like sometimes, <laughs> you know, but they be they be wrestling in their gear or whatever, and you know, I'm focused on the professional wrestling. But sometimes them cheeks just pop out, and I'm just like, come on, man. I mean, I know what y'all are trying to do, but it's just like, come on, player. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, y'all, I can't look. <laughs> It's just like, I'm really trying to get into this match, but I'm really getting into this match. (laughs) 
but that's gonna have it's always gonna be like because it's women so yeah, it's just yeah. like uh eh, it's gonna always be a little sex appeal to it yeah yeah they could yeah. like even when they was wrestling like in their shirts and stuff it still make it look good yeah because they're like, women yeah, when they was doing the overseas shows, like the Saudi shows or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. the gear that they had for that, even at first it was the T-shirts and the um, the one pieces or whatever. I mean, that mm-hmm. wasn't too bad. And then it was just um, the full on all in one bodysuit type gimmick or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that's real nice. I like that. Yeah, I like the bodysuits. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. the one piece sleeve that they was wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Charlotte. was that was actually cute. That's something I'll do. Mm-hmm. Charlotte need to not do that though. <laughs> Don't do her. I'm just saying. What do you think about <laughs> what do you think about her as a professional wrestler anyway? I mean I love Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I, I love Charlotte. Charlotte, I mean, she gets a lot of I feel like the crap that she gets from people is unfair because people praise generational wrestlers like Randy Orton and all of them. But when it comes to Charlotte, they throw it in her face every chance they get. And I'm just like, if you can love this wrestler mm-hmm. and then talk about his history. And his parents, what's wrong with Charlotte? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a double standard with that. Like, okay, yeah. she like they you just got in because your dad. Okay, so did Randy Orton. Yeah. Oh, so did you know? Yeah. So did a lot of others. He the main one. Like, mm-hmm. so, but you like Randy, but they can't stand Charlotte. And I get because she's booked a certain way, but at the same time, she's money. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that. Word. Uh, do you, are you into video games at all? Um, I used to be. I I'm not as consistent as I once was because I'm always working. Mm-hmm. I um, understand. <laughs> but I do hop on from time to time when I do get a chance. But I haven't been on there heavily. But I I keep up with it. Like I keep up with uh, different game news and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and I do be watching on YouTube people play certain games, especially uh, 2K, uh, WWE. That's becoming very popular with the casuals, uh, according to TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, TikTok, that's a whole nother realm. Are you on TikTok? Right. Uh, uh, no, I I just get, uh, I just see TikTok videos all the time. Uh, either my sister or my mama would send me something from TikTok mm-hmm. all the time. So but, were, you, were you into Vine or anything like that when that was around? I was into Vine mm-hmm. until they stopped that. And then I was just like, you know what? I can't keep keeping up with all of this social media stuff. Like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is good with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's enough. I know I, I stumbled upon a, a TikTok video. And for a while, this is a while back. This is mm-hmm. years back, maybe. I was just like, me and my wife would have freaking evening appointments to where we just sit up in the bed and we would watch fucking TikTok videos and shit, you know? And then uh, mm-hmm. I kind of start slacking off or whatever. And then she got her own little thing to where she started watching TikTok videos on her own and shit or whatever. But it's just like, it's crazy how social media can be a hindrance. And at the same time, it can give you so much great content. I think my favorite thing to look up or look at on uh, just any social media platform, Facebook or freaking Twitter or whatever comes up is people doing just crazy, amazing, otherworldly feats and shit like skateboarding and doing flips and parkour, whatever the hell you may think of. It's just like, especially the funny content. (laughs) 
Oh, my my thing because I got my my daughter the freaking the VR glasses, mm-hmm. the headset shit or whatever. I fell down a rabbit hole watching videos of motherfuckers hurting themselves wearing the VR glasses, shit running in the walls and tripping over shit. That's why I'm scared to get that. That'll probably be me. Y'all probably see me go viral because I done ran into something. Come on, now. I mean, just I'm sit in the chair and do it like my kid do. <laughs> <laughs> she's seen enough videos of motherfuckers hurting themselves. She's like, I'm going to just sit in the chair and do this. <laughs> but especially like if you enter the game, you're going to end up doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I put the goggles on my face one time to log into something for her. And I was like, mm-hmm. take this shit off my face. I don't like this. <laughs> right. I don't like feeling like I can't physically see but i mean i'm in the game but uh that's gonna freak me out it was just weird but yeah it was just all over the fucking place (laughs) but now did you see the batman three times yes i did what hold on god damn it i'm a batman stan yeah i'm a batman stan i love bruce I seen it twice, and then you said three times, and I was just like, "You, you outdid me." I'm kind of, kind of mad. I love Bruce. <laughs> Word. That's you my favorite. It. Yeah, that's my favorite superhero. Oh, okay. Do mm-hmm. tell. What are your thoughts on the movie? How How you think Mr. Patterson did? I just, Mr. Patterson, if you ever watch this, I just want to say I apologize for calling you the Twilight Boy. I didn't have faith in you because I'm still stuck on Ben Affleck because he was my favorite. Well, he still is my favorite. He has my heart. And I didn't want to give you a chance because I was calling you the Twilight Boy. So I'm sorry. He did amazing. It's like he, his expressions Mm -hmm. was on point. I was like, because you know, Batman is known for saying a lot without saying too much. Mm -hmm. And he did it perfectly. All you had to do was look at his eyes to tell, mm-hmm. feel the tension, even like the little words that he said, like you can feel it. He made you feel Bruce. And that's what we've been wanting for a long time. And it's time. And I w- also want to say it's time to let Zack Snyder go. It's time to let him go. Y'all Snyder cut. We don't care. Let it go. <laughs> I enjoyed the Snyder cut or whatever. I watched that like, twice with the regular version in between you know so let him go it's time to let him go let him go let gotta him let him go, go. <laughs> it don't take that long to get to a point like just it's okay zach it's it's all right <laughs> if you can be in any movie universe or whatever you know batman the avengers anything or whatever what what universe would you be in choose to be in the avengers just so i could side with tony and be messy. <laughs> be messy. Mm-hmm. Because I was I was just looking at uh Civil War the other day. Mm-hmm. And I and I was paying, I'm just like, bro, Tony, Tony was saying everything that was because I was saying, you know, in game when uh Captain America was like, Did did Thanos give you a warning or give you a sign? And I was just like <laughs> Uh, sir, you don't remember the aliens and Loki on the first one? That was the sign right there. <laughs> like, bitch, didn't I tell you? <laughs> That's when I would have been like, uh, sign. He been did that. <laughs> I would have signed it with Tony. Uh, a suit of armor around the world? I was, I was right. talking about that, baby. <laughs> but here Tony. I am. <laughs> here I am on my knees and shit with the, with the damn 
I got I am Iron Man and kill myself Harikari in this bitch so I can save the rest of you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that video of that black guy? He said why Captain America is the worst superhero ever. <laughs> oh no, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh my god, it was on Facebook like a long time ago, and he was just like, and then, and what else he do? Set a black man for failure. <laughs> <laughs> when he when we needed him the most <laughs> gotta set a black man up <laughs> because I remember when he got the shield I heard somebody was like oh <laughs> <laughs> like racist people is so funny sometimes <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit some racism is a little bit funny but not it shouldn't be funny but sometimes I just like bro you get a little chuckle at the ridiculousness of it. Right. Like, it's a fictional character you made. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's just like, I don't, I've never really read a lot of comic books or graphic novels or anything before mm-hmm. these movies came out. So it's just like, when I first see these movies, this is like, oh, this is the greatest shit ever. Then you got people that just read every fucking comic book every time it come out. And they're like, no, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> they are the worst. Keep them away from the movies. I cannot stand when they, it's not comically correct. Blah, blah, blah. Like, shut up. They got to appeal to the, the other fans that don't watch, you know, that don't read the comics, except your Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers don't care. They like, you know, if you ain't read it, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Warner Brothers, like, if you don't know, that's your, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah, because we had this conversation on, um, one of the, I think the podcast before this one with Will, he was talking about like how, you know, the MCU Marvel, they just, you know, took each character. Here's here's some content on them. Here's another character. Here's content on right. them. Here's another character. Content on them. And, MC, and uh, DC was just like, just ball them up. Put them all together. Here it is. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I feel like, though, honestly, I feel like ever since the Joker solo movie came out, Mm-hmm. They starting to get their direction. Like I feel like Warner Brothers now is starting to kind of get their pace. Like okay, we can be successful by just like making it like a regular type movie is just a superhero or a, a fictional character. Like because that Batman movie, it didn't feel like a superhero movie. It felt like an actual drama movie, just yeah. with a just with Batman. And it, it was the same thing with the Joker movie. Exactly. So I and I feel like that's why they. They figured that out. That's probably why they pushed uh, Flash, Aquaman, and uh, even Black Adam back because it's like, okay, we go. We need to change this because this is this is how we need to do things. Because they was trying to be like Marvel just a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not them. They're too dark. Yeah. Like you're too dark to do that. So just make it like a regular movie. If it has to be rated R, it just has to be rated R. If it's yeah. not for kids, it's just not for kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, so, like, let's think about it. Um, Aquaman, which I thought was a pretty decent movie or whatever. You know, how will we ground that and bring realism to that? Like how we did with the Batman. Batman, like how you were saying, it was just these are just regular people that just costumed themselves and, you know, took on the moniker of either the Riddler or Batman or whoever and whatnot. So, I mean, how do you do something like that with Aquaman who has legit fucking powers and shit i think they can still kind of make it uh real because that's uh like you know the environment especially Mm -hmm. like you know mother earth is dying i guess Mm -hmm. 
Oh, so we're going to get that Captain Planet movie then. That's what you're saying. Bro, I've been <laughs> saying that for the longest. <laughs> That's I mean, what we need. We need a Captain. I just want a one Captain Planet movie. Yeah, because I mean, we've seen more, far more ridiculous. I mean, we got a freaking as long as it's running and has ran or whatever. I mean, we've, we've got a Power Ranger movie, multiple Power Ranger movies or whatever. Right. Give me a motherfucking Captain Planet movie. I want to see it. Live action. I ain't talking about no CGI shit. I want some real Captain Planet shit. Get down to You know that. what? I'm going to look up and see, like, you know, I'm going to look up and see, is anybody doing Captain Planet? <laughs> What's the deal with Captain Planet? It must be like a rights issue or something. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know who who that fall under but yeah I don't yeah know. so we got captain planet we got captain planet on our on our vision board right now so we're gonna put him up there captain planet that's that's the movie we want to see later we're gonna manifest captain planet <laughs> we're putting it in the universe so captain planet what's something else that's kind of out there that you would wouldn't mind seeing a live action movie for um I'm really eager to see how they will do Fantastic Four because they got yeah. it wrong so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that James McAvoy said that he wasn't coming back as Professor X because I was just like, as long as they kept James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, I was I was fine with the whole remake of X-Men because mm-hmm. they just keep getting it wrong. Like they got Gene wrong, Gene. Oh, they got her wrong so four times. I don't understand how they keep getting her wrong. Four times they got her wrong. But um, I want a perfect X Men movie, so I'm trusting Marvel with it because they did really good with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trusting them with Fantastic Four. Um, ah, what is another live movie I said I, I want? Oh, I want a Gambit. Movie. Oh, yeah, we, we we was promised that a long time ago, which uh, I Jen know, whatever. But you know, they kind of scrapped that, I believe. So yeah, I so, want a Gambit movie so bad. So damn. Um, what what's your thoughts on? Because um, you know, you talk about X Men and all that stuff or whatever. So I mean, it's going to come to a point to where we may have to have a new Wolverine. Are you okay with that? Um, I heard. Uh, What's that actor name that they're looking at? Uh, the dude that plays that was on Kingsman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The young. I guy? heard. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. heard it was him that they're looking at. That's that's the rumor, and I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm fine with that because he's he's a good actor. So. Yeah, but he's like smooth baby face. I, I don't know. I mean, they're gonna have to rough him up. They're gonna have to make him grizzled and everything. And I'm pretty sure they can do it, but. Ever since Robert Pattinson, I've been open to people because yeah, Robert right. Pattinson you're proved right. me wrong. He proved me wrong because I was calling him the Twilight Boy. I was so mad. I was like, they got the Twilight Boys. <laughs> hey, man, I like Twilight. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I could not stand Twilight. And then somebody had a Team Jacob shirt on at the ba- Batman movie theater. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> As a user, Let that go. <laughs> you, sir, are a petty motherfucker. <laughs> right. So a Team Jacob. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, shit. I'm I'm re- I'm ready for that or whatever. I know. I think one of the ones that I'm really anticipating that's coming up is a uh, Moon Knight because I yes. know bits and pieces of the character, but I don't know too much about the character. So that's a going to be something cool for me. And I've talked I talked about it anytime we get into these Marvel talks and movie talks or whatever. Blade is coming up, and I don't. How know you how feeling? I, I don't know how I feel about it. 
Cause you, you know, got to give it a chance. They got a, they got a good person. I, for it. I will see it. I've, I, you know, I know the dude is good from what I've been told, you know, and he was on the end. They confirmed that he, that was him talking on the end of Eternals, Eternals uh, yeah. to Jon Snow. He's forever Jon Snow. I don't care. He's yeah. Jon Snow forever. I hope he knows that. Yeah, John Snow. <laughs> he is Snow. just so. <laughs> but like, uh, even that character or whatever, um, the one that he's going to be portraying moving forward, uh, is the Black Knight. From mm-hmm. what I've been told, the sword that was in that case that he, you know, anytime that he uses it or whatever, he goes a little bit more insane. And yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in the the story arc with that character once he starts using and flailing that thing around. And right. It's kind of apropos for him, right? Because he was in Game of Thrones. He always was wielding the sword and shit. I mean, it's perfect. Character, perfect know? casting. That's perfect casting right there. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I ain't going to disrespect a man by fucking up his first name, but Ali or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Now he's going to be Blade or whatever. And I've never known him to have like this, these martial arts prowess and whatnot. But I've known right. Snipes to have that background and everything. And he's a proven commodity in that field as far as Blade. And now I'm just like, I want to see the movie so bad, but I'm just still like, uh, what's going to happen? <laughs> I know, I know Wesley Snipes was happy that he got it. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, he was like, that's the, you know, cause he was just, uh, when they asked Wesley Snipes, cause people was like, were you going to appear or did they, he said he didn't get a call, but he was saying that he was happy with who got the role. Cause he was like, he know he's going to do good. He's going to mm-hmm. do great. So, I'm pretty sure he he's been probably in the gym or yeah. probably has a trainer. So yeah, I think he has now. now you know he was in um what is that uh uh what was that movie with Jennifer Aniston? Don't make me lie to you. <laughs> Shoot, it was that movie they was doing they was doing this. Oh, Hunger Games. Yeah, he was in Hunger Games. So I'm pretty sure like he, you know. Oh man, I had to go back and watch that. I ain't seen that. Yeah, dude. he was on the uh the second one. Okay. I haven't seen that in the millennium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to go back and watch that. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he'll he'll be a, he, and he's a great adapting. He couldn't adapt to any genre in the in the you know, as far as movies. Mm-hmm. You know, he has range. So I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. Okay. So it seems like you you you're very thoroughly enriched in these uh, movie streets and whatnot. Yeah. So like, you know, you, you have kids and I like, I can even speak to it with my, my youngest or whatever, even when the oldest ones were here, I would try to show them movies from my past of my, my childhood and everything. And just kind of be like, man, this shit was great. Look at this. And then like, <laughs> are you doing anything like that? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> you just take it as it come. Right. Yeah. Um, cause I, I do a thing like I'm, I'm a big nerd too. So I usually enjoy stuff like that by myself. Well, not by myself, but I have friends, but they long distance. So it's not like I can, you know, the only person I'm with that is my cousin. Cause she's a nerd too, but she a nerd nerd. I'm not, I'm a nerd, but not a nerd nerd nerd. Like I know stuff between the two. <laughs> right. I like some of the stuff I read the books, but she read the books on a lot of things. Not me. Like I know I've kept up with, of course, the Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I had, all, I still got all the books. I had all the books. I read all the books. Um, I read most of Game of Thrones. I didn't get to read the last book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course he, he hasn't released the new book that was supposed to go out. That was supposed to finish the actual series. Um, and uh, I only read one 
Lord of the Rings book, but I knew about everything. But yeah, I, but as far as like all the, my cousin is one of the ones that I've read them all. I know it all. I've read all the comics. I read all the books. Mm-hmm. I read all the manga, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just recently starting to do shit like that. Cause, um, I got into death note and, uh, mm. I just finished the whole series. I just finished, um, they released, um, a series called the black edition to where it's mm. six, it's six books and each book has two volumes in it. So it has all 12 volumes amongst six books and I just finished reading all those and now I'm waiting for my child to catch up to me so we can actually go through and watch the anime oh okay I bought the complete series on blu-ray and I'm just like once she catch up and finish the books then we're gonna sit down we're gonna watch the freaking anime and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just tell you like this uh it's kind it's kind of not like the book but they added some stuff to it I mean, that, that's to be expected when you take anything from literature, you know, these books, yeah. these graphic novels and anything, and you try to put it into motion. Because, damn, if you don't, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. I read the first and the second book. I tried to read the third book, but I, you know, I just, I, I couldn't finish it off. I mean, I'm not to say it was a bad book or whatever. I mean, I, I actually enjoyed it. But. <laughs> When it came to the first movie, when the first movie came out, me and my wife went to see it or whatever. And I swear to God that that was one of the only book to movies that I've seen that actually went word per word from the fucking book. Mm. You know, a lot of the dialogue that they said were word per word from the goddamn pages of the goddamn book. And I was just like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, I mean, feel free once you make a movie at adaptation of some of these books or whatever to give it a little bit more you know change a little bit here or whatever because i don't want to go into a movie and expecting to see every page of the book fold unfold on the screen or whatever i wish the nerd nerds will understand that they don't understand that though like mm-hmm. they because need to I mean, understand that yeah because like if it was that way, I mean, it's just like, what's the point in seeing the movie? Because, I mean, you know exactly what the fuck is going to happen. You know, you right. <laughs> if, just use your imagination if that's what you want to do. Like, OK, yeah. use your imagination. But it, like I get it. Like you don't have to change too much, but it's OK to add a little, you know, because some uh, from what I read, some authors or some directors, they like, you know, sometimes we you know, if we don't have the opportunity to go back to changes, so movies do help yeah. do that. Like, hey, I had, I did have an idea, even though I didn't write it down, but y'all, mm-hmm. y'all could do this. I know that's yeah. what George R.R. R. Martin was doing before, you know, they got tired of Game of Thrones and just didn't put much <laughs> effort and was ready to end it. Yeah. Now <laughs> they're coming back to it with a fucking prequel and shit. <laughs> listen, I'm going to support, I, I got faith in that because it's limited. They don't have to keep going with that one for a long time. And that book is finished. So they don't have to kind of, they don't have to, yeah, they don't have to slow down or whatever. They can just go. Right. They don't have to freestyle. Exactly. And then it's more diversity in this one too. Like the black character, he's like one of the most important characters in the series. He's the richest too. Hmm. Definitely got to support that brother. Yeah. So you got to support that brother. So yeah. are they going to stab him in the back and take all his riches like they do? I don't know. I'm, I'm supporting him because it was it's, <laughs> when they released the character that he, that a black man was playing that character. That section, you know, it was full of full of 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were so mad. They was just like, oh my God, he is not black. Why are they blah, 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 blah. Like, he's a Targaryen. There's no, ain't no such thing. They not real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pat McAfee is chasing Austin Theory right now. (laughs) It it distracted me. Breaking news. They are having a chase. In the locker room right now, Pat Pat done ran into Vince McMahon's office. So, what what are your thoughts on um, professional wrestling as a whole currently? Uh, currently, um, it's much better. It's been it's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, it's been fun. Um, that we have um, alternates now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alternatives. My bad. Wrong. Mm-hmm wrong vocab Uh, (laughs) right (laughs) um because for a long time it was a little bit boring because yes we just had one i mean we didn't have just one we had of course impact tna uh new japan Mm -hmm. but it still felt like of course wwe was just the main thing everybody was watching until mr tk came along Mm -hmm. and now it's back fun so him bringing kind of that pressure, even uh, people want to say that he don't look at them as competition, but he is paying attention. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. paying attention to the product. So it's bringing, you know, when Vince is in competition mode, that's when WWE is the best. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot more fun. Like pro wrestling is fun again. Yeah. It wasn't fun like this in a long time. And now it's finally fun. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's, you know, of course, you're going to deal with people and they criticism. That's going to happen. But it's majority of the time, it's been fun. Indies, too. It's been fun in the yeah. Indies and in the major uh, in the major companies. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So with um, the changing in the independent wrestling scene and whatnot, is there anybody out there that you kind of watching or been hearing about that you think might be the next big thing to blow up on the independent circuit? Definitely Brian Key. You got damn right. Definitely <laughs> Brian. It's and I'm not even trying to say that because it's Texas, but he just stands out. Mm-hmm. He stands out. His Brian Keith and also a uh, con from SCP. Yeah. Yes, both of them. I feel like both of them. This is definitely like at the WrestleMania. I feel like it's definitely going to be their year. They're going to take off because their demeanor, Mm -hmm. their in ring ability, their in ring. um, I know Khan when he had the dark match with Adam Cole. That's when I really started to pay attention to him. When I when I seen that match, he he had great in ring chemistry. Um, with Adam Cole, it was a it was a great match to me. And then when I uh, paid attention to Brian Keith, he has great in ring chemistry. He um very technical, mm-hmm. and of course he knows how to. He has charisma. Yeah, he has a lot of charisma. So them two, uh, as far as the males, yes. And then for the women, to me, uh, I would say this year will probably be to Jocelyn. Um, and also, um, uh, Jaina Kai. Oh, okay. Yeah. Word. They, they, 
them two, especially her, they she they both been booked consistently, and they both been on dark. So I'm pretty sure uh, this, especially start of the summer, because uh, I always think that after WrestleMania, that's when things start to pick up for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's it's going to be lead up to their year. But I've been really paying attention to Khan and also Brian Key. So word word, I can't mm-hmm. stop speaking about BK man. It's just yeah. From the first time that I've seen him, first time I seen the entrance, I was just like, that's the dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he's original. I mean, yeah, we got cowboys, but he original. You know what I'm saying? Like original cowboy. And he's been booked and busy too. So and that yeah. belt looks nice on him. Looks yeah. good on him. I'm, so, I'm the only thing that I'm pissed about is his GCW bookings. I mean, I'm great grateful and glad yeah. that he got the GCW bookings, but that mother they booked the motherfucker to lose all the time. I don't like it. <laughs> they they be jobbing him. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that shit. <laughs> but it I seen a conversation um because um people's concern now has been that people have been booking like the same indie wrestlers instead of like, you know, just kind of differentiating the, the card and things like that like um, I want to say for next week, like a lot of the same people are booked. And then you have, you know, you have other, I guess, I don't, I don't know the politics of Indies. I'm still learning the game. So I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to say nothing. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you go with what's popular at the time. Yeah. And BK is one of those guys. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, well, shit. I mean, fuck. I've had wrestlers on this podcast and I asked them about Mysterious Q. And, oh, yes. And the, consist- and the consensus is why the fuck is this dude not signed yet? <laughs> I forgot to bitch at him. He is one of them. Um, he was on somebody, AEW. He was part of the security team. <laughs> somebody was just talking about him on Twitter. Uh, he was kind of like the topic on Twitter not two days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won something. I know he won a belt. Oh, oh yeah, he's um ROW champion right now. Okay, okay, yeah, he won something, and everybody was just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Also, he was on the masked wrestler, which I thought it was hilarious because he is a masked wrestler, <laughs> so he had to wear a mask <laughs> on top of his mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, I mean, wrestling is fucking awesome, and it's just mm-hmm. I think this is out of the whole time that I've been watching professional wrestling my whole fucking life, I believe this era, this iteration of it right now is just probably the most entertaining. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm, well, I mean, I'm, you I'm know, biased. I'm yeah. biased. Cause my favorite, I, my favorite era in wrestling is always ruthless aggression. Era. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. always my favorite, but yes, this cause the John Cena era just kind of made everything, even though it wasn't his fault, but it kind of made everything dull, mm-hmm. but this is definitely the most entertaining, the most technical. Like we finally get like fantasy bookings this year for some reason. It's been going crazy. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of innovation as far as professional wrestling goes as well. Too, it's just like I never thought in my wildest imagination that I would see a motherfucker on top of someone's shoulders with another motherfucker on top of that motherfucker's shoulders and they doing Spanish flies and all kinds of other crazy shit or whatever. It's just Man, that's like uh that uh AEW show when Jurassic Express and uh Adam Page did the uh soup uh suplex. No, yeah. wasn't it the suplex? 
Well, they did the, I know they just did a, like a triple moon salt not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, the triple moon, yeah. Yeah, looked like Lucha. I was yeah. like, Lucha. <laughs> then you got 61-year-old ass Sting jumping off of shit. Boy, he be making me nervous. I'm like, please don't, please don't hurt yourself. That's my icon right there. Like, mm. please, I love Sting. I was so mad at Seth Rollins for a long time because he almost killed my Sting. I was so, I was like, Oh, fuck Seth, I hate him. Blah, blah, blah. I felt like I was teaming with Bret Hart. And I don't even, I'm not a Bret Hart fan like that. <laughs> so Bret Hart was like, that man is reckless in this <laughs> <laughs> Don't get him started. He hate that. Mm-hmm. So with uh, you know, with that being said, you're talking about Seth Rollins and everything. Mm-hmm. Rumor is word on the street that um he, his opponent, may be one Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. I just hope, I hope he comes out to his song. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that's the appeal to it. I mean, we we talked about it on the last episode of this show uh, to where like, that's the only appeal or whatever. I mean, it would make no sense for him to come back after all the things that he's done and everything to just be like smoke and mirrors and shit like that. Right. <laughs> but know. but um it was a rumor. Um uh, it's probably a um uh, from FIFO uh <laughs> from FIFO magazine uh that they said that three major stars at WWE wanted Cody to come in as where he been doing like the uh Hillmonger fits. <laughs> yeah. Uh they want him to still be that. Probably his best friend Miz. Miz is probably one of them. Hmm. Well, I mean, it only remains to be seen. Some people are saying that he might show up this Monday night. Some people might say that he might just show up at WrestleMania or the rest or the raw after WrestleMania. So, I mean, we got three more times for him to make this debut or whatever. And people are just like, where the fuck is this dude coming from? Where is, is he coming or is he not? Is he not? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I think Well, people keep saying he might come after WrestleMania. I hope he yeah. come at WrestleMania. That's going to be funny. Mm hmm. Yeah, which I mean, sorry, all the divas is in the ring right now. It's it's all I see is her everywhere. Is they they having a pillow fight? Is they doing? They scrapping (laughs) all them. Uh, Sasha, Naomi, uh, uh, Rhea, and Liv, and uh, Carmella, and uh, Zelina. They all in the ring scrapping right now. Um, So I don't know what just happened. women's professional wrestling goes or whatever i mean do you think that there's been a big change over the years yeah no huh yes uh yes and no um yes as far as the way that they've been booked and uh there some of them get longer time but i always i preach it heavily it's still fabulous moolah Mm-hmm. effects still goes strong as far as like the western uh part of um when it comes to women wrestling because mm-hmm. you still have promoters and bookers that still view women as not athletes as far mm-hmm. as professional wrestling like and they still have to fight amongst each other to even be booked yeah. um so is it progressing? Yes, because you have people now take them more seriously a little bit, but you still they still have to deal with the politics 
heavenly and that's because of that lady and it's still ways we still have a long way to go mm. as far as um women's women's wrestling um i see it all the time that people you know why can't they be like jewish you know japanese and stardom and uh stuff like that or the luchadoras and things like that and i'm just like because we still have people um that's a booker or a promoter that still look at women's wrestlers as just an accessory um they focus more on the male bookings than they do them um I thought we was getting it around the women's evolution, but again, it was just another wave that was riding on with the whole women empowerment and the feminist movement. So of course, you know, WWE knows how to, you know, stay with the trend. And then when the trend dies down, they go right back to what they, you know, yeah. because some of them, I'm just like, you know, you can tell Vince still has his favors as far as the women prior to uh, just giving the women a chance that's actually good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I kind of feel like when it comes to WWE anyway, it's just kind of like, here, take this shit so you can shut the fuck up and I can go back to doing what I was doing. <laughs> right, exactly. Like when people was complaining about the Thunder Rose and Britt Baker mess, how about it's too hardcore. Women don't have to bleed to, to, to get over it. Yeah. I'm sorry, my daughter. Yeah. Hey, young child. <laughs> hey. I said, this is no big thing or whatever, because my kid always pop be popping up in here, want to be on the camera and everything. <laughs> they was getting ready for bed, so they was telling me good night. <laughs> Same thing. When that one get ready to go to sleep, this dough fly right the hell open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, they was like I was saying, they was um saying women don't have to bleed to get over they, they still bleeding to please men like no you have women that actually want to do hardcore matches mm -hmm. and yeah. like i said that's that that's the moolah effect right there like saying women shouldn't bleed they meant to be that's that's that lady stuff like i say it all the time I'm like her spirit is still living and i'm pretty sure she will smile at y'all for saying that like mm -hmm. yeah mm-hmm yeah. That's right. They're not supposed to bleed. They're supposed to be pretty. They for the, they there to please the man. They're not there to be athletes. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be down that they are all professional wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So if you have an Iron Man match, you can have an Iron Woman match. If you can have a men's cage match, you can have a women's cage match. I mean, it's, it it shouldn't be a different. A different. Uh, it shouldn't be different. God damn it! It should just be right. <laughs> it's know? like they just want them because somebody was like, "Well, Sasha and Charlotte had a cage match, but nobody ain't bleed." Okay, they wasn't rubbing nobody's head on no like. Well, I, they I, like was, yeah to, to that effect or whatever is just like when it um, and I'm only speaking to the WWE product or whatever because other mm -hmm. companies do things differently or whatever. When you have stuff like the hell in a cell and the elimination chamber to where they be just beating the shit out of each other. I mean, you would expect to see a little bit of, you know, blood in an right. aspect or whatnot. But if they do it in such a way to where like it wouldn't be a natural occurrence for somebody to bleed or whatever, then, you know, I can understand that. So like how right. you were just saying, it's just like they didn't do nothing with inside there to where it would have caused them any bodily harm enough to bleed. 
you know. Right. They had thumbtacks in there. Uh, you know, Britt was pushing her against the cages several times, mm-hmm. fell on the chair. So yeah, it got brutal. So yeah, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna see some blood every now and then. And mm-hmm. It's not to please men. It's that's what they want to do. Thunder Rosa said that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make a a cage match, a, a typical cage match. Like, yeah. Why should women, you know, you can't be yeah, pretty why? and hardcore. Yeah. It's almost like dumbing down the style. Exactly. Yeah. And just like some people have a problem with the intergender matches like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all sounded real misogynist right now because some people have a problem with Jordan being in the same ring with a, a male wrestler or, you know, or they had a problem with uh, Chris Statlander when um, she was in a ring against Adam Cole with Orange Cassidy. Like they had a problem with that. I'm just like, what is the problem? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But because when you have people that still have that mindset, it's kind of hard for the women's division to progress. And like I say all the time, how you know that it's uh, stars, you know, or Sasha or somebody want to do the same thing Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker is doing. Yeah. And then I believe it's just I I don't know really what it is or whatever, because I can remember uh, Jacqueline back in the day beating up men and body slamming men and jazz and all mm-hmm. them fucking up the guys and all kind of stuff. And I thought that that's what people cool love China up. for. They yeah, used to love exactly. China for, for that. China was the fucking intercontinental champion, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's just like I, I don't see what it, what's going on, but it be what it be. Yeah. But uh, our time has elapsed, young lady. <laughs> uh, before we leave this evening, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media and everything that you got going on? You can find me. Expect- no, <laughs> 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 no, but uh, you can find me on Twitter, Dastardly Duo 3. And also I'm on Facebook in the Talk of Champions group. I'm one of the um, moderate, well, uh, uh, admin slab moderator, whatever, whatever you call it. Moderator. I monitor. Yeah. yeah, I monitor the group. I know Facebook groups get toxic, but we don't play that in Talk of Champions. We will kick you out. We don't play none of that. We hear that, you know, we we have fun. You know, you like what you like, but when it gets disrespectful, get on up out of here with all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on two, uh, two of those. Um, I did have an Instagram, but I'm going to have to make a new one because it got hacked. Dude. These hackers are, I don't know how they like, I didn't even answer the DMs or none of that. They still got in my stuff. So I will have an Instagram soon, but most importantly, just follow my Twitter, uh, Dastardly Duo 3. You probably don't see me on your timeline. Yep. Uh, I'll be on everybody's timeline. So mm-hmm. follow me. Word. And as it is for every guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, you've been a guest so the door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to shoot the shit yeah yeah i'm I'm definitely coming back word (laughs) 